You are now listening to Smith's Kushti podcast, bringing you current news and views from Germany and across Europe. You can now listen to our podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Yes, this is going to be the greatest global link-up ever. I believe that there'll be people as far apart as Belgrade all the way through to Buenos Aires. When you look at our history, expulsion, slavery, genocide, the miracle is that we're still here, that we're still part of European society. Hello to all of you tuning in. You're listening to the fourth episode of Miss Kushti Podcast, and I'm recording this direct from Berlin. And I've got to tell you, I've upgraded my recording space from the kitchen to a very nice recording studio in Leipzigerstrasse, and it feels like we are officially upping our podcasting game. So whatever you're doing right now, whether you've got yourself a cup of tea, pulled up a chair, whether you're doing the washing, walking the dog, or just procrastinating on that thing that you should have done by now, I'm glad that you've chose to be with us. So this episode is a special one that we're dedicating to the 50th year anniversary of the First World Romney Congress. The first Congress happened in Norbington near London on 8th of April in 1971, and this year will mark 50 years since that occasion. It was the first time that Romani people came together to publicly raise their voice in the fight against anti-Gypsyism and the common desire and strive for a better future. The Congress was joined by around 23 representatives from nine different countries, and it really sparked the worldwide political Romani movement that we have today. As is every year, there are many events that are taking place to mark International Romani Day. It's a day known widely to celebrate Romani history, culture and language, but also a day to critically reflect on and raise awareness of the challenges that many Romani people still face across Europe. For this year's 50th year anniversary, Romani activists from different countries across the world have been brought together by the co-initiator of the First World Romani Congress, Grattan Puxton. They developed an online congress program that will be live-streamed from the Maxim Gorky Theatre based in Berlin. The program will be broadcast on the website romanystand.com from 10am Central European time via a livestream. It'll include flash mobs, protests, documentary videos, musicians and so much more. So I decided for this episode I would catch up with Grattan to find out more about what we can expect from the Congress, what symbolism we gained from the first one, and his own personal visions on a democratic future. Hi Grattan, it's so great to have you on the podcast. Glad to be here, thanks for having me on. I'm sure your name is very well known and respected around the world in the Romani movement as a lifelong campaigner and one of the founders, the co-founders of the First World Romani Congress. So um, it's a real pleasure to have you on the podcast and have a chat with you because this year is the 50th year anniversary of the First World Romani Congress. And I wanted to have a chat to you because I know that there's going to be series of events that are going to be taking place. Well, we're building on what the First Congress did. In fact, we want to go back to the some of the principles of that first Congress and also the, the feeling of that Congress, which was a good feeling. It was a very different situation back then, of course. There were only about 10, 12 Romani organizations over the whole of Europe. And I think at least 10 of them came there. I believe that the Sigoyna mission in Germany and the Pan-Romani Association in Greece didn't make it. But today, 
hundreds of organizations, hundreds of NGOs, large and small. And although this is, this is to be celebrated in this Jubilee, it also recommends, it looks like and feels like sometimes a kind of fragmentation that's happened amongst us. So I think we need this Congress, this Jubilee, to bring, us, bring ourselves back together again. But it's a very different Congress to anything we've had before. It's open, it's online, it has to be online. And anybody can give their opinion and join in or skip out again when they feel like it. You only have to look at the Romanistan.com website and you see the program and you see where you can join in and where you can leave yourself out. It is a, in this way an open and free and I hope as democratic as possible Congress Everything is up in the air, and we'll see what comes out of it. But of course, this is at the moment a great crisis, an existential crisis, not only of Roma, but of the planet. So we do need to come together. We need to have a stronger voice in order to get anywhere near succeeding on the, on the many fronts where we have not succeeded. The simple fact of being recognized as a Roma nation of getting respect, mm -hmm. of being all those problems which we know have been haunting us for so long, education, possibility of jobs, maybe a road to our village or mahala, just the civil rights and national rights. Those are the two twin aims of this Congress, as has been the aim of the whole movement for 50 years or more. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Grattan. It feels like this is a real opportunity to re reunite then Romani communities around the world, but just raise awareness amongst ourselves about what's happening to other Romani people in different parts of the world. Yes, this is going to be the greatest global link up ever. I believe that there'll be people as far apart as Belgrade all the way through to Buenos Aires. Mm -hmm from Albania all the way out to India. It is a great opportunity, and of course it's, it's technology that's given us this, this, this possibility of linking up and talking and exchanging our views. Mm. It's a wonderful thing though, that we're, we will be communicating a lot of the time anyhow, in the Romani language, a language which has been preserved despite all the difficulties. I don't think any nation in the world that has faced what the Roma have faced, have been able to preserve their language as the Roma have done. This is something very much to celebrate. Mm -hmm. I heard a few times from people, and I totally agree with it, is uh, when you look at our history, expulsion, slavery, genocide, the miracle is that we're still here, that we're still part of European society. I think it's, you know, we were a people that were never meant to be here. The Roma, the travellers, are the greatest survivors, the greatest adopters, adapters to different situations. No doubt we shall survive. But I think we've, we're in, I don't say I think, I demand, I say, I urge that we, we survive in better conditions. Mm -hmm. Those conditions are partly up to ourselves. There's a lot to do in self-emancipation and doing things for ourselves as well as being fulfilled in the rights that have been so long denied us. So 
So we're working on a two-track way, and I hope that this Jubilee Congress enables us to form some kind of coalition that can speak when necessary with one, one voice. Of course, we're very diverse, but when necessary, to come together and speak with one voice on the important issues. And I believe that um, the two big issues picked out by the Congress to, 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 to initiate early on in the Congress are, are very important ones. That is the, the fact that the, um, the, the German railways looks like pushing a line right through our most important Holocaust memorial in Berlin. That's something we all feel strongly about. And the second big issue is that of Kosovo. Kosovo, you say Kosovo, many people don't know what you're talking about. What happened in Kosovo, though, just at the end of the last century, was a huge ethnic cleansing. Some would call it a step towards genocide, when something like 120,000 Roma fled from Kosovo and were not protected. In fact, it seemed clear that not only were they attacked by paramilitary groups, but also by NATO forces who combined with them. So we've got a big, big issue to take there. I think myself that there were crimes committed, crimes on the level of crimes against humanity. And this, the Congress issue is going to raise very high. How can we move forward to get acknowledgement of these crimes against humanity and that this happened? It's going to be up to the testimony of Roma still in Kosovo. We can congratulate ourselves that one Rom has just been elected to the Kosovo parliament. There is a proposal that one special day should be set aside every year as a commemoration of what happened. And there uh, are talks of legal action. Of course, there is a tribunal now in The Hague, but there is talk of a legal action that would focus on what happened to Roma in those two years, 1998, 1999. So as part of the Congress, then there'll be one day that's dedicated to Kosovo that people can join in and watch on a live stream where there'll be a panel discussion, series of films to highlight and raise awareness about the situation. It's been great to have your help and things move forward by us coming together and working together. I also wanted to ask you for people who might not know much about the First World Congress. I wanted to ask you what you felt we gained from that. Now, I'm often asked what happened back in that Congress, and it's become a legend and it's seen as a foundation. But I would put it a little bit, little bit more modestly because we were working with a blank sheet at that time. We could do more or less anything. And what we did do, we took the chance to do it. We, first of all, embossed the old Romany flag, which was a plain blue and green flag, dated back at least before the Second World War, and embossed it with the red Ashok Chakra, the red wheel, which symbolized traveling and also symbolized a connection with India, an ancient connection with India. And then, during the Congress, Jaco Jovanovic rewrote some special lyrics to Jalem Jalem, and that was proclaimed as the Roma National Anthem. And the third thing, which is important that we remember it today, April 8th, 
was selected as the first day of the Congress to be Roma Nation Day, to be held every year celebrated and also used as action day for, for all the points that we're working on campaigning for. So it's created real three very symbolic symbols of Romani pride, I guess now, and how symbolic those three things have really became in showing our transnational unity in a way as people, as coming together. Um, they're like, without those symbols, I don't think we would have the same sense of unity that we do today. Well, I'm speaking, of course, for the older generation. I'm 82. And what those symbols were is, is, a, is a torch that we of the older generation, we who've survived from the first Congress, now hand on to you, the younger generation, like an Olympic torch. I hope you take it in your, your hands. I'm sure you will. And run with it as fast as you can. And never ask for 50% of what you want, but go for the, first, the full 100%. All right, I'll make it my mission. I will try my best. I believe um, you will. <laughs> do you have any advice for younger activists? Or the Congress is, is, is a political tool. It's a political tool. And there are two things that the younger generation or activists today, not being condescending to say younger, but the activists today must see that there is, first of all, a gap between those who would represent us, say, at EU level or as experts in various fields, and the, and the communities at the grassroots level. Now, we know that people can be very passive and can let those who will go to the town hall or who go to the government or go to the EU speak for them. But I believe there should be a mandate. There's got to be a link between those who represent and those who are representative, representative. And I hope that that gap can be filled by much more activity at the community level. So what it needs for the activists of today, not to go away, to move away from their communities, maybe go to university and have a different life. No, to go back to their communities, to be activists in their communities and help bridge the gap between the communities and those who represent us. And that can be done. I hope it can be done. A start has been made through this process of a democratic transition because we've been given this wonderful technology today where we can set up our own electoral system. Sometime in the future, it will be possible for 100,000, even a million Roma to elect their own representatives and give those representatives a powerful national, Roma national mandate, which would so much increase their legitimacy, so much increase the respect that they would be able to wield in their discussions with higher authorities, that our politics would overnight become so different. And what we feel today is impossible will become possible. Let's mm. so hope we can embrace this power of technology then and from this Congress, we can create that. But I just want to say thank you so much, um, Grattan, for taking the time to come and speak to me. 
for this podcast and really looking forward to the series of events that are going to be taking place over the next month. Yeah, well, I see, of course, you are one of the people I look to, to to carry the torch forward, or we look to, the older generation. You are now listening to Smith's Kushti podcast, bringing you current news and views from Germany and across Europe. You can now listen to our podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify and Google Podcasts. It's clear that from speaking to Grattan, that the main aim of the Congress is to bring people together, reconnect people and create a stronger collective voice in the fight against anti-gypsyism. As Grattan said, the full programme can be enjoyed through the live stream at www.romanystand.com. It's a virtual space that's been created to connect Romani people from across the world. A lot's going to be taking place in Berlin over the next few months. And if you're somebody who's interested in art and finding out more about and supporting Romani artists, then you should definitely check out the second Roma Banale that will also be launched on April 8th. It's an initiative that will feature 50 artworks by artists that will look at five different aspects of being here and it will explore Romani history and the current reality over the next seven months linked to historical dates. It's been created in a way that everyone can experience art either in public spaces or online. So check out romabanale.com where you'll be able to find out more about the artists and see their work. Before we end, I wanted to leave you with a song. When we spoke to Grattan earlier, he mentioned how Jalem Jalem was declared as the Romani national anthem at the 1971 Congress. But up until then, the melody had already been known as a folk song to a massive number of Roma in the Balkans. The lyrics were composed by Jarko Jovanovic in 1949, after losing much of his family during the genocide in World War II. I've been asked by one of my listeners to include a short snippet of the song Jalem Jalem, and I've decided to give you a special rendition, and there are many renditions around the world. But this one is from the one and only Swedish Romani traveller, Lindy Larsson. Chevalier